It has been announced that the Troy School District will be remaining virtual until mid to late January. Virtual learning and virtual teaching. How are we adapting to the situation? Hello and welcome to One Troy at Home, the podcast all about teachers as we continue with remote learning. I'm your host, Thomas Butcher, and our guest today is the art teacher at International Academy East, Gabby Noss. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. I'm glad I get to talk to you. I know that the IA is widely known for its educational standards. And while that is a great thing, I want to make sure that the elective side of the program isn't going unnoticed, especially in the fine arts section. So tell me about some of those classes that are offered and why students need them. Sure. So um, all of our students at IA are taking the full international baccalaureate program. Um, and so one of those, the, the core areas is group six known as, as the arts. So our students, um, when they come into IA as ninth graders, get a chance to select um, from visual arts, orchestra, band, or cho chorale, or chorus, essentially. Um, and they, they really do have to kind of think about what their interests are, um, what they want to explore, because we commit them for at least two years. Um, so students in art would take me for ninth and 10th grade. And then um, for junior and senior year, they get to decide if they want to continue on um, with that particular um, selection, or maybe try another science, another foreign language, or economics. Um, so it, it's a really cool program in the sense that I get to know the kids really well. Um, some of them I have every day for four years. Um, and we get to go really in-depth into a lot of really diverse topics. Um, one of the things that's different about the IA's art program is that um, we're not just making things in, in different media um, by class. So we are kind of a jack of all trades. The kids do a lot of art history. We talk about aesthetics. Um, and then they're, they're making different things in a variety of media um, throughout their, their time in, in each class. So, um, you know, it's not signing up for painting or drawing. It's, it's kind of here's world art, American art. And then at the 11th and 12th grade level, it kind of turns into an independent study um, where the kids develop an exhibition of, of works that they've researched, um, connecting to artists, you know, from across time and history um, and, and around the world that they, they're excited about. So um, at any given time, I've got 24 kids doing 24 very different things. Um, so it's, it's really fun. It's a little crazy. Um, but, but I think it's nice for kids to get a chance to explore topics they may not otherwise get a chance to, to dive into in, you know, their regular course load. Um, it's also a break from, from some of the, the regular rigor. Um, it's a really hard class, but, you know, it's a, it's a pause in, you know, conversation and lecture. There's a lot more interaction and moving around and, um, or just quiet time for, for the kids to sit and do something, um, you know, on their own that they're really excited to do, um, and, and on any given day. So, um, yeah, I, I love teaching at I It was, uh, uh, kind of a shock and awe when I started there, you know, I, moved here from Missouri and I didn't, didn't fully understand what I was walking into, um, but I wouldn't have it any other way. It's a, it's a really cool place to be. How long have you been there now? Uh, I think this is year eight. Um, it's a little bit of a blur, but I think this is my eighth year at IA. Before that, I, t I taught middle school. Uh, so, so similar jack of all trades, but, but uh, you know, a little bit more mature. When you look at schools like Troy High in Athens, they have more than one art teacher. And at IA East, you're the only one. What's it like balancing all of those subcategories taught within your class? You know, drawing, painting, sculpting, digital media, and even art history, as you were talking about. Is it difficult to go back and forth or do they all kind of go hand in hand? 
you know, it, it can be tricky. It's certainly the, the setup of the classroom space can be a little bit, um, you know, a little bit messy going from clay to then watercolor, you know, back to back from different classes. Um, my background was in art history and fine arts, and I was fortunate enough to take a lot of different classes. Um, but, uh, but I do miss having, you know, uh, you know, somebody else across the hall who might have a little bit more, you know, expertise in ceramics or, you know, this didn't fire right. What, what should I do differently? Um, I do I, I do have some counterparts at our other two IA campuses, and the, the Torah teachers have been very generous um, of, of including me. Um, you know, not that I'm able to meet up with them as much as I would like to, but I, d I do enjoy getting to um, visit with them and, you know, do the, the annual art show. Um, but it, you know, it's it's a lot of juggling of hats, uh, certainly, being the only art teacher in the building. Do you think digital media and digital art has become more popular in recent years? Because I don't know how long that's necessarily been in art classrooms in high school. So I, I feel like it's become more popular. So what's the value in that particular school in today's world? I think it's definitely become more popular. I think one of the big things that's happened is that the, the technology has become more affordable. Um, I remember as a student teacher, I was teaching kids on, you know, big old Mac, you know, Mac machines or the, the old Apple computers. Um, and it was expensive. You know, you had to check out a, you know, the lab and, you know, certainly supporting the software where they was it very expensive um for the district but now you know kids can download things onto their tablets or their computers at home they've got these awesome um drawing tablets that are relatively inexpensive so i think it's become a lot more affordable um and it's it's pretty cool the technology is is amazing you can get some really nice um photorealistic effects um in ways that, that certainly we couldn't have done you know 10, 15, 20 years ago. So the kids are, the kids are into it too. Um, you know, despite um, all of the, the setbacks we've had during COVID, that's one of the things that was really easy for us to transition into was some digital art very quickly in the spring. And the kids honestly knew, you know, frankly, more than I did at first. Um, you know, they were like, oh, check this out or even you know, try this different software program. So um, we, were, we were able to kind of pivot really, really quickly um, and, and do some things that, we could not have anticipated doing, um, and, and everyone could, could participate, you know, everyone's got a cell phone now, um, and I think the thing that's cool about digital is that we're seeing it in a lot of different industries, um, so having the, the skill set, you know, to manipulate an image, to, to work with layers, um, that's something that, you know, I was talking to a cousin of mine who's, you know, a recent college grad up in New York working in marketing, not her forte, but she's even, you know, dabbled a little bit here and there, um, you know, just to make presentations. So I think across the board, having those skills is great for our students to have and certainly something we'll continue to incorporate maybe more so than we anticipated um, now that we've lived through COVID and, and realized we can do some of this. It does seem like digital art and digital media is more feasible in a virtual setting, but having... I mean, how are you teaching art besides that? I mean, do students <laughs> have their own supplies at home? Are you able to check in with them to that regard? What's that looking like? So that was that was the biggest hurdle we we wanted to to overcome if we were going to be back into in some sort of virtual setting this this fall. Um, so what we did, we we kind of regrouped, um, looked at the curriculum, tried to figure out what we could do or or share with students. Um, thought a little bit more about our, our budgets and what we what we had on hand and what we could add to that to make sure that kids had access to as wide a range of media that they would have had in the classroom at home. So so the art room right now kind of looks like a, an Amazon distribution center. We've got you know stuff set up around the room, um, but the goal was really to get as much into kids' hands as possible so they could you know 
carry on and continue learning and growing and trying as much as they would have um, had, had we been in person. Um, now, now, checking on artwork is, is probably my biggest, um, you know, hardship, you know, trying to see what the kids are working on while they're working on it. Um, but it's been kind of cool. I've, you know, we've, you know, you're brainstorming and, and chatting with colleagues, you know, breakout rooms have been fun. Um, we've tried some new, um, you know, free software like Padlet and Jamboard for kids to throw artwork up and then, you know, share some kind of comments with each other, almost like a, a virtual gallery walk. Um, so it, it's not been without its um, difficulty, but we're making it work. It's been kind of cool. Um, and I, I think in many ways, you know, some of those quiet, shy art kids who are a little bit nervous talking in person have, have really shown um, during this, you know, maybe more, you know, you can sit behind your camera and it's a little bit, you know, safer. Um, they can leave, you know, written feedback and share on, in ways that they feel more comfortable. So, so that's something I think I'll, I'll definitely carry forward, um, you know, regardless of virtual or in person, giving kids those options. It's been really cool to see how that's come about. Now, having your work as part of a gallery for people to go and look at can be a great thing for art students to experience. Is some version of that going to happen this school year? Has it happened so far? I certainly hope so. Um, last spring, we were really disappointed. Um, our, our seniors, our graduating seniors, usually have a big party um, and a giant art show. We take over um, IA's Commons, off in the gym, and many hallways, um, so they can kind of showcase what they've done over four years, and then we throw in a whole bunch of work from all the other students, um, which did not get to happen, obviously. We were all at home, but we did do a, a pretty cool video um, of all the students' exhibition work, and they had recorded um, sort of their, their personal statements about what their exhibitions were about. So we had a really neat um, video of them talking about their artwork. Um, so my hope is to do something similar um, in the spring if we are still in, in some sort of, uh, you know, hybrid virtual situation. You know, we'll see how the fall and the winter play out. Um, but it was, it was actually pretty nice. Um, and, that, you know, we, it's on YouTube, but, you know, it's, it's not going to go away. So the kids kind of have that um, to, to take with them. Um, so, you know, things are, things are happening. We'll, we'll see where we end up, but certainly we'll have some sort of um, visual display. And then Instagram has been a, another really fun way of us, uh, you know, all the, the Troy art teachers have um, kind of, you know, turned to that to share what kids are working on and to share ideas, which has been really cool too. That is something how Instagram can basically expose that work to a whole new other audience. It's not just people who have to see it in person, but anyone in the world can find your work and appreciate it. Is there anything that you are looking forward to in terms of how art has evolved over the years? And like, how would you like to see art continue to evolve? And how would you like people's perception of art to continue to evolve? I think, uh, I mean, one of the things that I, I appreciate so much more now with, with, you know, the internet, Instagram is, is how much more connected we are to each other. Um, there was a, you know, a painter I came across who lives in Spain, who throughout COVID was, you know, drawing portraits of people in, in quarantine around the world, which was amazing. Um, and he had these beautiful interviews that he incorporated into the portrait. So, um, you know, I, I love the accessibility um, of the arts now that, that, you know, for a long time, fine art was for a bunch of wealthy old white people. Um, and we certainly see that changing as, as, you know, the world changes and our country changes. But I think also just 
the the accessibility of it for people you know across the world with much different um, incomes and backgrounds is really cool um, and, and I hope to see that continue. The last question I have as we start to sign off here what are you going to take away from this whole experience as we look towards the next year and our future as a school community? Um, gosh, I think the, the one thing I'm looking forward to most um, is, is continuing to build those relationships. Um, I think without the, you know, the support of our, our colleagues, our parents, the administration, and, and, and frankly, our students are spectacular. I, I cringed the day we, we found out we were going virtual. It's like, oh gosh, this is going to be a disaster. Um, but, you know, it was amazing to see how quickly the kids just kind of switched gears. They picked up where we left off and, you know, everything was, you know, we just rocked and rolled and, and carried on. Um, and even our freshmen coming in this year have been awesome. Um, you know, I did not think I could build relationships with kids over the internet. I've never seen in person before. And I think that to me is a thing I will continue to, to, keep working on and keep, um, you know, encouraging our, our community to do, because that's certainly made all of this a whole lot easier. Gabby, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. We appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for having me. It's nice to see you. Listeners, don't forget, you can subscribe to TSD World Class Podcasts on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast platform where you'll find all kinds of content and resources. You can also connect on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm sure you can find lots of art on Instagram. Uh, And that's our show. Stay well, everyone. Stay well, everyone.